the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Joe Five O. I have two questions that I think are worth pondering right now. The first question is, should President Trump run again in 2024? The second question is, what is America's cause in the world? Think about that for just a second. Hello, I'm Pat Oney, and welcome to the Pat Oney Show right here on Mojo Five O. Um, I've got a few things on my mind, as you can probably tell. Um, some things that are not necessarily easy answers and answers that even many of you may have a, a bit of a difference of opinion than I do on what the answers of these questions are. Should Donald Trump run for president in 2024? And I'll get to the, the second question a little bit later, and that is, what is America's cause in the world? But I made a pros and cons list of whether or not President Trump should run again. And I, I want to go through that list because I think this is something that uh, a lot of political pundits and analysts are wondering as we're, we're starting to get closer and closer to getting into the midterm elections for 2022 um, because really what happens in 2022 is going to set the tone most likely for 2024. And I, I think that it's something that we have to pay attention to. It's a question that a lot of people are asking. And, and frankly, I've gotten mixed signals from Donald Trump on this. I, I don't really know if he's going to run again or not. I have my opinion on the matter, and I'll get to that after a bit as well. But I actually want to go through the pros and cons lists of why he should or shouldn't run again. And I want to look at this as much as I can, both from a political science standpoint and the other from just a average voter standpoint. How, how does the average voter look at this? What does the average voter want uh, when it comes to the next election? And by the way, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because this show almost didn't happen. Um, as you, if you are a fan of the network and you're a fan of critical thinking uh, with Andrew Coppins, our show didn't happen yesterday uh, because Andrew wasn't feeling very good. And as you could probably hear in my voice, I don't sound like my normal self. I almost sound like, I don't know, like, uh, this morning when I woke up, I, I kind of sounded like Porky Pig a little bit. Um, and my wife, when I when I started to talk, my wife couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, 
Oh, what a what a great supportive wife I have. Makes fun of me when I'm not feeling that great. But uh, I'm not sick. I don't have a cold. I don't have COVID or anything like that. I have freaking allergies. And it, I I haven't had major allergy problems in years. Um, since we moved last year, I don't know what it is. I started having allergy issues again. I've lived in this part of the country for the better part of 15 years now because I lived in Idaho for a while and, and then I've, I've lived in Utah for the last 10 or so and I haven't had any allergy issues none whatsoever I used to have them all the time growing up as a kid where around May June I would start getting congested like you hear right now uh, my throat would itch uh, my eyes would actually itch, and my eyes would itch to the point to where they would actually swell shut. I haven't crossed that line yet, but I cannot seem to stay uncongested. So I've been trying different allergy medications and stuff like that. Nothing seems to um, want to clear me up. So I apologize if I'm sniffling a little. Um, I know that's not always fun to listen to when you are listening to someone on the radio, but I really, really didn't want to have to miss a show unless I absolutely had to. Since I didn't really feel like I had to in this case, I'm I'm just going to continue on. So should Trump run in 2024? Here is my list of why he should run um, come the next presidential election. I think the first one's fairly obvious. He has a very strong base um i i i I struggle to remember a time um in my life and you probably have to go before my life um because i was born right at the very end of the reagan administration um but uh um i i can't i can't think of a time when a Candidate had a stronger base than than Donald Trump. His supporters are very much with him. Uh, they see him as someone that got robbed of the presidency in 2020. Even though the election was stolen long before the election happened, and Coppins and I have talked about this ad nauseum, it didn't happen during the election. It happened well before, months before even. So... There's that. Uh, I think I think he has a very strong base that supports him. I mean, you get on social media, like there's people at like baseball games and stuff right now that are bringing in like giant Trump flags and hanging them over the wall. And uh, people are still flying them out in their yards. And um, just all of this stuff of, of how he won or they're just they're they are supporting him now just as the, as if they ever did, as if he even were the president today. Um, and, but that's the MAGA forever crowd for you. Um, and, and even those that aren't in the MAGA, there's, there's plenty in that aren't in the MAGA forever crowd that still feel Trump should be our president and are more than likely very willing to vote for him again based on recent events and what happened in the last election. I, I think that's absolutely true. Um. I think the next one is is also fairly obvious. He was good on the economy. If we look at what President Biden's been doing and a lot of his policies, 
especially with things like the Keystone Pipeline, uh, climate change, uh, how he's been with the jobs markets and stuff like that, what he's been doing with foreign policy and how that's affected our economy. I mean, just look at the price of gas. Look at the price of goods um, that are going way, way up. My wife actually just had to get her oil changed in her car this week. For us, that used to be like 30, 40 bucks. I think she spent uh, just for the oil, I think it was around 80 bucks. That was just the oil, by the way. Like, like she had to have a few other things done on her car too. Change the air filter, a couple other things. Um, and so she spent a little bit of money. And so the price of goods and services are going up. The price of gas is going up. Um, the price of travel is going up. Um, we are in a state of inflation right now. Now, would this be any different if it were President Trump? Probably not. Uh, because we have been spending and spending and spending and spending like it's nobody's business. And that's been a big contributor to inflation as it is. But getting a little off topic here. But he was good for the economy. He, he, he created a more, I wouldn't necessarily say free economy, but he did create a more free economy than I think what we're ever going to have under a Biden administration. I think we're already starting to see that now. So the economy was stronger. I think the other part of that side of it is uh, not just with the economy, but Donald Trump was a jobs creator. I mean, unemployment was down as what little as three percent in the Trump administration, and that was pre-COVID. So, um, and it was starting to recover. Last end of last summer, last beginning of fall, we were starting to see uh, an uptick in jobs again, and starting to to see those unemployment numbers come back down from where they were. Um, so, is he good with the economy? I would argue his policies were very good with that. His, his policies were very good about creating jobs. Uh, President Biden, again, going back to the Keystone Pipeline, how many jobs did he did he cost America, the cost the average American worker by taking away the Keystone Pipeline? He's taken more, I feel like he's taken more jobs away than he's added since he's been president. And he's only been president since January. We're now in June. So we're basically in a solid, what, five months now? And there's no way that you could say that Biden never did what, what Trump did in his first five months as president when it came to jobs and the economy. No way. No way. Uh, so there is there is that. Uh, I think another big thing, and this is something that is often underplayed even by Republicans, especially the never-Trump Republicans, because for, heaven forbid they give him credit for anything. Um, and, and that is his foreign policy. He took on ISIS, basically fundamentally destroyed ISIS. I mean, when, when was the last time that you really heard any, too much about anything about ISIS in the news? It's not been... A, they, they, they are still around, but they've not been a main focus, that's for sure. They are a shadow of their former selves. Um, and then look at what he did in terms of the Middle East. Look at all of the uh, peace deals that he created between Israel and other uh, Islamic states within the region um, with Israel. Um, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, uh, 
the UAE. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots lots of areas around there that, that he was creating peace deals between them and Israel, or at least helping facilitate them, right? Uh, because it was really up to Israel and, and whatever country that they were um, signing that peace deal with. But Trump was a major facilitator in those things. Um, in fact, he's the first president that we've ever had since, uh, let's see, Carter did... Before Carter, there was uh, you. You'd have to. I think you have to go at least before Carter. That didn't get us involved in another foreign entanglement, in terms of a a war. Um. So, because Carter had you know that, that whole debacle in Iran. Um. Maybe Reagan. Maybe Reagan didn't get us involved in one. I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I, I I don't remember that Reagan never really. Got us into another war, but he did do a lot of stuff with the Cold War. So, but my point is, he's the first president that we've had in a long time that has not gotten us involved in another war. And everyone thought, well, when, when he was first elected, and, and this was myself included, by the way, that Trump was not the kind of person that you wanted to have with the nuclear football, with his behavior and his unstable behavior and how rash he could be. Um, he got North Korea to the table. He got them to basically knock it off with the missile threats. Is it going to stay that way now? I, I, I don't know. But he got North Korea. To, that's something that no president's been able to do in, in how many years? So say what you want about Trump's behavior in foreign policy. He didn't get us involved in any more wars, um, and he actually facilitated more peace deals than any recent president that I can think of. So foreign policy, he was actually pretty good. I think the next one would be immigration. Um, did Donald Trump have a border crisis? Yes. Was it as prominent as it is now? No. In fact, it actually, I would argue, at least went down to some degree because of his immigration policies. It wasn't that immigrants couldn't come here. He just wanted people to come here legally, which is what most of the Trump base wants. This happens to be a very hot topic when it comes to the Trump-based Republicans is immigration. So immigration is another strong suit for him um, in terms of being able to run for president again and uh, would make him attractive to potential voters. Before I go on to the next one, Father's Day is coming up. Have you gone to cat coolers yet? Uh, if you go to cat coolers, uh, go to catcoolers.com, get your data cooler. Don't let him be the jerk on the street that is serving warm food and drinks. Don't do that. Just don't. Just don't do that. Maybe you also pack that uh, full with some American Pride Roasters, by the way, uh, for, especially if your dad likes coffee. Get him a cat color. Get him some American Pride Roasters. Pack it full of basically it's uh, two gifts in one. I think it would be great, especially with the dad joke blend uh, from Room 13. Uh, but all you got to do, go to catcoolers.com. 
and use the promo code Mojo Five. I'll get ten percent off your purchase today. And for the American Pride Roasters, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com and check them out as well. And and specifically with the dad joke blend. There you go. All right. So my my next reason I, I have is he is not the Republican old guard. Um, he's not the old establishment. Um, if you look at the Republican Party, what it was before Trump, it wasn't popular. It wasn't something that really was garnering attention. It wasn't, for lack of better words, controversial. It was, let's basically just roll over and let the Democrats have their way with us. There weren't a lot of strong leaders in the Republican Party prior to Donald Trump. He bucked the establishment because the establishment Republicans are what ultimately got the Republican Party in trouble in the first place. It's what got people so disenfranchised with them. Um, They didn't do well with minority votes. They didn't do well with independent votes. Uh, So... Trump got a lot of the attention. This leads me into my next one. He got the attention of a lot of minority and independent voters. We talked about this um, on Critical Thinking about how Trump actually got more uh, Hispanic and black voters than any other president, I think, since what, like 1960 or something like that? Uh, It's been a long time since a Republican president has been able to garner the attention of the minority crowd that that Donald Trump has. And that's in spite of all of the racial issues that were going on under the Donald Trump presidency. That was in spite of all of the other social issues and stuff that were going on as well. Because Donald Trump did not do well when it came to racial and social issues. He didn't. He didn't do well with that. So to get more votes in spite of all of that than any other Republican candidate in history since 1960 or so says a lot. Now, had Trump done well with with all the racial issues and all the other social issues that were going on in his presidency, had he actually not maybe stoked the fires a bit and not bit his brash about it in his presentation because it's not necessarily about what Donald Trump said when it came to those issues. It's about how and when he said it that lost him a lot of popularity amongst those groups um, with those particular voters. So had he not done those things and he had a better presentation what could have been? What could have been? Um, next one, not being politically correct. Uh, I, I think a lot of us Republican voters really appreciated this and someone that, that wasn't PC, that didn't just conform to the woke crowd, if you will, that, that was actually going to be a guy or at least presented himself as going to be the guy that... Um, that that was going to do and say and do what 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 he what he means, and wasn't going to beat around the bush and was going to give it to you straight. Now, did he do those things to some degree? Yes, I can't think of a president that hasn't done that. 
but generally speaking, I don't think he gave a crap about being PC. Look at his Twitter account. Well, you can't look at it anymore, but you you know my point. Like, look look at what he did with Twitter. Look at the things that he was saying on Twitter and on social media and how he presented himself to the media and how he would just shut down other people in the media and, and just did not care um, about what they thought. Um, so there's that. Um, and then he did fulfill all of his campaign promises. He didn't fulfill all of them, and we knew that he wasn't going to fulfill all of them. No president does, but he did fulfill all of his promises. I would expect that if he were to run again, he would do the same thing. And then, of course, uh, there's the Supreme Court being able to potentially add more conservative justice to the Supreme Court. And then, finally, uh, he just he's a roadblock for socialism uh he's he's in the way of socialism and and the progressive left being able to continue their socialist agendas so there is that those are probably the best reasons i could come up with for him to run in 2024 now one of the reasons why he shouldn't run in 2024 well this one should be obvious i don't know if it is obvious but the man gonna be 78 in 2024 he's not a spring chicken anymore um and i don't know what his health is going to be like between now and 78 i mean when you get to be up in those that age range your health can turn very quickly i feel like at least that's what I've seen with people around in my, in my close friends and family circles. When they get to be up at those age ranges, I mean, it can just turn on a dime. Technically, it can happen to anybody, but it just seems more likely when you're up in that age range. So, 78. I think there's going to be questions about his health. I think there's going to be questions about where he is mentally. I mean, we saw it with the Biden campaigns and stuff like that. We're still seeing it now with him as president. So um, if, if if we're all doing it to Biden, what are they going to do to Donald Trump at 78 if he were to run again in 2024? Despite um, being able to gain more minority votes and uh, than any other Republican president since around 1960 or so, Donald Trump was not a good uniter. He wasn't. Uh, again, it wasn't always about what he said it was about how and when he would say things and the way he would say things came across very harsh very brazen uh, very unpopular uh, and it would almost even at times sound unreasonable even if there was actual reason and logic behind it it would sound that way to a lot of voters so he wasn't a uniter in this front. i mean look at all the social and racial issues that happened under his presidency what did Donald Trump do to quiet those kinds of issues down? I I have a hard time of thinking of anything. He did offer, like if you look at Portland and Seattle, he did offer help. They refused. So that's true. He 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 did offer the help, and and they they refused his help, um, whether it be for good reasons or not. Um, there was that, but 
his rhetoric around these, these issues was, was never good and it was never uniting and it was never a message of coming together. If, if, if anything, much of it was construed as divisive. And don't get me wrong, the mainstream media had lots to do with that. I understand that. But Donald Trump also shot himself in the foot a lot with some of the things that he would say. Um, and the more arrogant and brazen that he came across, the more unlikable he became and the less uniting um, of a president uh, he was to a lot of voters. I think the third one, um, say what you want about it, but being impeached twice sucks. I mean, they don't really, they, neither one of them really should have meant anything um, because they were both chams. They were both stupid. But he was still impeached twice. And just using having that on your record and knowing that's going to be used against you may carry some weight. Um, and it may impact on how potential voters see you and see how you are in another political campaign. Because what is he going to be like in 2024 having been impeached twice? Is it going to be more of the same? Or is he going to change his tune on some things? I don't think many people believe that he's going to change his tune. You listen to the Powdery Show right here on Mojo 50. I will be right back right after this break with more of why Trump shit run for 2024. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com as a hedge against all the craziness. At preparewithmojo50.com, not only will you find emergency food supplies. Remember when that seemed like a fringe conspiracy theory thing to do? Not so much anymore, right? Not only will you find the emergency food supply, but also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools that you can use in the event of uh, an unforeseen situation or emergency which with every day that goes by seems more and more likely. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Preparewithmojo50.com. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org.
Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5 I'm your host, Pat Oni. And if you're listening to the top of the hour part of my show, uh, I've been going through of why Donald Trump should or shouldn't run for 2024. I also asked the question, what is America's cause in the world? And I'll get to that here after a bit. Um, but before I continue on um, with the... Um, why the, the the reasons why Trump shouldn't run in 2024. I do have, however, be it a brief, I don't know that I would call it a Mrs. Pat recipe truly at the end of the day, because it, it just goes back to, you know, the basics of grilled chicken, um, because it does have to do with grilled chicken. But I tried a different kind of marinade the other night. And I also, if you haven't heard, I, I got a camp chef. Um, and uh, it, it's been it's been so fantastic to use. I, I absolutely love working with that thing um, and, and just experimenting with it. But uh, I tried out a new marinade the other night. And it was just a lemon garlic marinade um, that, that Mrs. Pat found and wanted to try. So we tried it. Um, my only regret with it is is that I only let it marinate, I think for four hours, maybe a little over four hours. Um, realistically, I think it would have been better if we at least had marinate for at least 12 to 24, just somewhere in that ballpark. Um, I think it would have been a little bit better, but it was one of the best marinades I've ever had and cooking it on the camp chef. Um, which is a pellet grill. Um, for those that aren't familiar, it's kind of like a Traeger. Um, is it, it took a little bit longer to cook the chicken, um, but the the slow grilling of the way the camp chef works allow the chicken to stay a little bit more moist. It didn't dry out. It retained a lot of the garlicky flavor from the marinade. And it had a little bit of a smoky flavor to it as well. Um, it was fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, I'll put up the recipe for the marinade, but all you just need, you just really need a good chicken breast. For, that's really all you need. Um, so, and it, it, it turned out really, really good. And you could do it on a normal grill, too. It'll work just fine. So, uh, but if you have a pellet grill, I, or if you're, thinking about getting pellet grill I, I also highly recommend that too because the flavor um the flavor that you will get is for me you know in, in my argument in all of this is unmatched to any other kind of grill that's out there I know there are a lot of guys that really like their charcoal that like their propane and all all of all of them have valid reasons um to, to be used and to be had like don't, don't get me wrong this is just my preference. It's really good. So check it out. I'll I'll see if I can get the the recipe for the, the marinade for Mrs. Pat and I'll put it up. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Just a lemon garlic uh, marinade is all it is. And it's great with chicken. I don't know if it, I necessarily use it for anything else other than chicken, but it was great with chicken. So all right. Back to the reasons why Trump shouldn't run in 2024. Um, I left off with being impeached twice. Now, 
I'll be the first to tell you that he shouldn't have been impeached at all. Um, that the impeachment was just a political sham from the Democrats. I get it. But if I'm looking at this as an average voter and the information and the propaganda that I'm given as an average voter, this is going to be used against Donald Trump in 2024. If it isn't, then somebody's political strategy is very, very stupid um, because I would totally use this to my advantage if I could um, be if I were a Democrat. I absolutely would use it. Um, if I were giving this out to the average voter, especially those that are more on the fence, having impeached twice on your resume is never going to look good. It is never going to look good. Even if it was a sham, it doesn't look good. Uh, another reason why he shouldn't run um, is he really was horrible on spending. Um, how many omnibus bills were, were on spending bills were, were passed under Donald Trump? Um, and how many of them were in the trillions? Um, a large part of them were from the coronavirus stimuluses and things like that. I understand that. But he was still a big spender. He promised that he would get the national debt under control and that he would. I actually believe he actually at one point promised that he would eliminate the national debt, which he only added to the national debt. So he's not good on spending. Despite being a businessman, despite being a Republican, he was not good on spending. Um, and with all the inflation issues and stuff that we're seeing right now, this is why uh, this is why I kind of think that even if Donald Trump were president right now, we would still see these inflation issues, uh, and we would still be seeing what could be an economic bubble pop here in the near future under a president Donald Trump. I don't think that this is necessarily just a Biden thing, but has Biden helped the problem? Um, has he has he found a solution to it? Um, no, he's only contributed to it. So, and there are actually a lot of politicians out there, and this is besides the point, but there are a lot of politicians out there that seem to think that, well, spending means a good thing and it means economic growth. No, not when it means that you're spending money that you don't have. But I digress. Um, let's see. So I've already said that he wasn't great on social issues. Um, what would his... So here, here, the question I would have is, given how hated he was by, by the Democrats and by the progressive left and by the never-Trump Republicans, what does that... What would his re-election do to the country? What would that do? Would it send us down further in this circle of the of the, the civil war that we've been in, albeit a cold civil war, but would it send us down more that of that spiral? I think it would. I think it would. I don't necessarily know that that's a road that I want to go down. Um, and this is why I don't worship politicians, by the way. Um, because even though they may have been good in the time that they were in office, that doesn't mean that they will always be good for office. Um, so while Donald Trump proved me wrong and did a lot of good things while he was in office, I don't know that a second term is going to be as good or better, if not worse, than his first. And typically, typically, this is looking at it from a very political science standpoint, 
You are less popular in your second term than you ever were in your first. That's typically how it goes. So popularity-wise, I don't know that he's going to be any more popular than he was when he left office, and I don't see how he is going to be any better on the social issues and all the other craziness that's going on right now to be able to unite the country. I'm not saying I agree with the social issues that are going on right now, by the way. I want to clarify that. I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm not saying that they're right. What I am saying is, how do you unite the country even having those types of issues? I don't know that he can do it. Um, he also did have an unstable administration, if you stop and think about it. And I'm not talking about the impeachment per se. And any and all the scandals that they tried to pin on Donald Trump. I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about that. But look at how many people he had to fire. Look at how much turnover there was in his administration in different positions. It wasn't stable. It wasn't necessarily consistent. And it looked bad. And I don't know that we want to go down that road again. Want to go down that road again? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That I, I think that that's possible. Um, but is that something that, that the country really wants to even to even risk, to even think about? Um, and then by, by him um, also running again, uh, it would prevent better leaders from stepping forward. Um, and stepping up and actually and this isn't even saying that that the new leaders wouldn't be trump like i I think ron DeSantis, should he decide to run for president in 2024 will be very trump like there will be some there'll be a lot of differences of course being that they are two different people um but i think a lot of the policies will very will be very trump-esque i even think that some of the Rhetoric, however, albeit more presidential from from Ron DeSantis, will be similar to that of Donald Trump and the way that he speaks to um, his base, um, so on and so forth. But I I think that they're going to be younger, possibly better leaders that could step up, that could be better for the country um, coming in 2024 um, than than what we had here in, in recent elections. That is possible. And I don't know if if Trump does decide to run again. I don't know that Ron DeSantis really runs for president. He might be running for a potentially a vice presidential nod or a cabinet nod of some sort if Trump decides to run again. I think it's the same thing with Christy Nome, but like. I think you you were we're missing out on other potential, possibly better, more uniting leaders than um, than not if if Trump decides to run again. The thing is, is that I can make the argument that Trump was a leader in some regards. I could also make the argument that he wasn't, and I think the argument is a little bit stronger for the fact that he he really wasn't the the leader that America deserved. Um, 
I think America in of itself deserves better. But then again, we the voter, we the people also must be better too because whoever we put in office is usually a reflection of who we are as a people. So I do believe that he would prevent potentially a better leader from being able to step forward and really lead this country and really try to unite this country as much as possible. Now, I know the argument is, well, the left doesn't want to be united with us. Well, you're right. They don't. I'm not necessarily talking about them. I'm talking about those that are in between. Those that kind of go back and forth from right to left. That are a little bit more centered. Because there's always going to be factions in the country. And there always has been. There will always be factions in the country that don't agree and don't want to get along and want to stir up trouble. You could make that argument from the extreme right. You could make that argument to the extreme left. No matter what you do, no one is always going to be happy 100% of the time. I'm merely talking about how do we get back to being America again? And I don't know that a, a... Leadership style under Donald Trump would would get us there. But this is perhaps probably the biggest point of why he should not run for president in 2024. He fundamentally turned his presidency over to our Lord, President, Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He did that early on when, when the coronavirus was starting to hit. And... He turned it over, and he turned it over in such a way that Fauci was able to be more of an influence than he ever should have been on policy for for states and and coronavirus response. And, And now that we know that he didn't even believe in half the stuff that he was saying, um, why did Donald Trump ever hand his presidency over to Fauci and Dr. Birx? Why? And what's to say when the next crisis comes up, whether it be a a pandemic like coronavirus or something else, what's to say that Donald Trump doesn't hand his presidency over again? I don't know that I can trust that. I didn't appreciate that as a potential voter the first time, and I don't know that I could ever trust that he's not going to do that again. Now, you would think lesson learned. You know, fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to apply here. I I, I don't, and I can't trust that that principle uh, would apply into a second Trump administration. I, I can't, I can't, I can't trust that. I, I would need to see and hear what he has to say about that and about handing over his presidency, and, and I would need an answer that would convince me that he wouldn't do that. And it would have to be more than just an answer. It would have to be some sort of action as well. What is he doing to to assure me that he's not going to do that again? We elected him to do a job. We elected him to lead this country. And there were moments, especially in the height of coronavirus, where he failed miserably. Case in point, handing his presidency over to Dr. Fauci. So, 
Should Donald Trump run again in 2024? While there are reasons for him to. And while there are reasons that could convince me to potentially vote for him again in 2024. As someone that's trying to look at this from a very political science point of view and thinking about the future of the country all in all, not just the immediate next four years, but for the future and future generations of this country and trying to preserve the Constitution and trying to give America the best leader that, that she absolutely deserves? My answer is no. Donald Trump shouldn't run again. And I'm not saying that because of my own feelings towards the guy. I'm saying this because I think the argument is there that that there may be better options. There may be better better leaders that will carry out more Trump-like policies and be able to do it in such a way that doesn't cause so much of a riff in this country that we can't come back from it. We may not be able to come back from it now. And if Trump were to run again and he were to win in 2024, he can't run again in 2028. He can't. Because A, he'll be he would be really old anyway, and B, constitutionally he cannot run again in 2028. So what happens in the wake of a Trump presidency in 2028 if he were to be reelected in 2024 would it be better or worse than we are now and i'm not talking about the issues that we're facing under the biden administration i'm not I'm not referring to that but but what we know how he was on the social and racial and all those sort of kinds of issues and he wasn't good on them what are they going to be like in 2028 what is this country going to look like in 2028? And not to mention, it's there seems to be this cause and effect of with elections that we get certain kinds of candidates that come out of the woodworks um, as a result of a particular president. Like, for example, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama came out of the woodworks in 2008 when they ran for president and we got Barack Obama for the next eight years. I thought Mitt Romney was going to be a great candidate and a great president, but uh, he since has proved us wrong on that. Um, but what about um, Donald Trump? Was Donald Trump not a reflection of the anger of the right after what the Obama administration did for the, the previous eight years? specifically to Tea Partiers and those that are on the right and all the scandals that he had been involved in and all of the issues that he basically created in this country. Donald Trump was was the result of a Barack Obama presidency. He Donald Trump was the result of an angry right-wing politically leaning country. People were angry at Barack Obama and they got Donald Trump out of it. People got angry at Donald Trump and somehow we ended up with Joe Biden. So what are the consequences in 2028? Who do we get in 2028 that's going to run 
Is it going to be an AOC type? Because believe it or not, I think that's actually one of her ambitions. I, I believe that she absolutely wants to run for president at some point. Do I think that she can get it? No. But do I think that she has a possibility of getting it maybe somewhere down the road when she has more years of experience under her belt? Possibly. And depending on how much socialism we've been indoctrinated in this country between now and 2028, you don't think her or someone like her won't run and possibly won't win? I mean, no one thought Joe Biden was going to win. At least no one, no one with a brain because like, like the man, the man is completely incompetent, but he did. He won. So what, what are the consequences? I don't know. And I'm not sure that I'm willing to take that risk, but I am willing to risk him not running for someone that is potentially better for someone that could potentially be in for two terms and really hopefully make a difference in such a way that is getting us back to the, the roots and the ideas of which this country was founded on. And that is the constitution. And that is obviously individual liberty. That's what I would want to see. And that's what I would want to see in a, in a leader running in 2024. I, I don't know that we're going to get that under Donald Trump. I don't, I don't know. So is he going to run? I also don't know. I, like I said before, I get I get kind of mixed signals from him in terms of whether or not he's going to run in 2024. I don't think he should, but will he? We will see in the very near future. Now, before I go move on to this, the, the, the other question I asked, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Romika Designs. Again, Father's Day, folks, is coming up, and I'm not I'm not kidding you. If you Go to RomikaDesigns.com forward slash The Pat Oni Show. So RomikaDesigns.com forward slash The Pat Oni Show. Uh, and use the promo code PAT. You'll get 10% off your purchase. You can get lots of really cool custom engraved stuff from there. And I'm telling you now, you will be the favorite child of dad by going to Romika Designs because you'll be able to get him something that he could potentially use, but is also sentimental. And is also something that is custom made and is something that is ultimately from the heart. So go to RomikaDesigns.com forward slash the Patterning Show. Use the promo code PAT. Get 10% off your purchase today. That said, what is America's cause in the world? We've gone on a lot on on a journey if you will in terms of policy um from 1949 to 1989 it was the cold war containment and soviet empire containment ronald reagan believed in that kind of containment and in rolling back the tide of communism then we get into to george hw bush which wanted to create a a new world order in which it was to deny the axis of evil and all those nations like North Korea, Iran, Iraq, any kind of weapons of, of mass destruction um, and, and, and ending tyranny, if you will, in the country. Then you get into 
the Democrats of today. And the goal is basically international order, which is not necessarily very inspiring, in my opinion. Um, and then also climate change. Climate change, I think, is the other big one for them. But according to this article from Intellectual Takeout, um, a survey of 2,000 registered voters done by the Center of American Progress reveals that most Republicans still share the foreign policy priorities of Donald Trump, asking to identify their first three foreign policy priorities from a list of a dozen, two-thirds of Republicans, so 65%, gave as their principal concern reducing illegal immigration. And 57% of Republicans put protecting jobs for American workers. Independents agreed that these are the twin foreign policy ideas that, that come first and second. So, uh, and a third of the position of, of Republicans... Uh, talking to China and, and economic and military aggression, uh, you know, taming that down. Uh, only 9% of Republicans listed fighting global poverty and promoting human rights. So that's not a huge priority. In conclusion, the priorities of Bush, the Bush presidencies and the neocons, uh, democracy crusades, free trade, the new world order, open borders, have failed to recapture the constituencies they lost in the Trump years. So really, really, uh, what is what what is the cause of, of America and the world right now? Well, we're very divided on what we should be doing, first of all. And when you're divided like this, it, it opens up, It shows, first of all, it shows weakness. And it opens us up for some major po- problems when it comes to foreign policy and potential war down the road. That would be my guess. That said, I think the priority of America in the world right now, the cause that America should be pursuing right now in this very country is the pursuit of taking care of our own, taking care of our business here in our nation. We are way too divided and way too polarized to be focusing on the rest of the world and trying to solve all the rest of the world's problems. Um, we're never going to be able to solve these problems if we can't take first take care of ourselves here at home. It goes back, to, I go back to the airplane principle. You know, you're in an airplane. You're going down to crash. Who are you supposed to take care of first? Yourself. You get your oxygen mask on and all that stuff first, and then you help your neighbor. Because if you can't help yourself, you are no good to the people around you. You are no good to your allies. You are no good to those that are even willing to be friends with you around the world. You cannot help them without helping yourself first. And right now... America really, really needs to help itself. I mean, we're still hung up over the election. We're still hung up over George Floyd. We're still hung up over, now that we're in Pride Month, we're still hung up over all of all of these issues that really shouldn't be issues in the first place. 
we have to take care of our own or we're never going to be the power that we were in the world again plain and simple I'm going to stop talking now because I'm just getting worse and worse and more congested all the time. You've been listening to The Pounding Show right here on Mojo 5 I will be back Monday on Critical Thinking with Andrew Coppins. Till then, don't get lost from where you are, and no means no. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 oh.